The word begins with Gufa Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Shmuel. We dealt. So, so we're at the top of page 243 if you have the Koran edition. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we are. Oh, that's, good. that's good. That's a good start. We're on that's good. good. We're on the right page. All right. Okay, so last time you'd recall that we dealt with the fact that you normally say for most fruits, um, that once there, once it becomes wine, we have a special blessing. And the question then became, what about shemen? What about oil? Because oil also had a special privileged sacrality to it, um, and its use was very significant in ancient times. And they came back and said that ultimately it doesn't really change that the, the, what you say, bore pre eights for the Zayat, for the olive itself, you also do for the Shemen. But wine was a little different. And we went into what's the differences, and then we went into what is considered to be something which is satiable, which we said wine already is that realm, Shemen isn't. Um, and we finally decided that we don't know everything, so we'll wait till Elijah will come to be able to solve it. So if you've been worried about this past week, give it a little more time. He didn't, he didn't come. So we're still waiting. So, the question, when you have the word gufa, it really means opposite, ibn. Now let's go back to the original statement. Meaning, we've come through all of this, we've had a whole discussion, had a whole sukya, a whole paragraph, and now we're going to refer back to something we talked before, about beforehand, and go further and delve further into its meaning. So that's where we start with gufa. Meaning, let's go back again to discuss this issue. And we're going to continue with the concept of Shemin, what bracha is recited, and eventually, as we'll see, it also depends on how it's used, uh, in its quantity and its in its way it's it's being uh, used in that room. Okay, so that's where we are at this particular moment. Everybody have it? Okay, somebody want to read today? Michael Nessia, fight it out. He can do it? Yeah, why not? Let the younger guy. Gufa Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, Ken Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, Omar Rabbi Yochanan. Shemin Zayt, the working of love, glory for your eights. Okay, so this means just, this is what we said before. Okay, we're now going to discuss it. Hechidami. What does that really mean and what does it refer to? What does it mean you say Borei Priya eats? Shemin Zaina, normally when you eat, when you have something to eat, you eat an apple, you say Borei Priya eats. Okay? You, you have something else that grows on trees, you say Borei Priya eats. You eat something from the ground, you, pray, you say Borei Priya Dama. When, you say, when, it, when it refers now, it says you say Borei Priya eats. With regard to Shemin, what is it then presuming? Made out of something that grows on trees. No. That what? No. No. That when you say it's not got to do with the olive, it's got to do with Shemin Zayat. It's got to do with pure olive oil. And you say Borei Priates, what are you presuming? That it's only from the tree? That you're drinking it. Why? That you're using it. You know, do you, when you use something, you never say the bracha. If I take an apple and I put it over here, do I say a bracha? No, we only say a bracha when you eat it. You say borei priyagafen when you when you have wine, when you pour it. No, only when you drink it. So what's the presumption that the whole argument is based upon? That you're going to drink the shemen. Oh, I thought you meant using it in order for cooking. No, you you say a bracha for cooking? No, of course not. No, but when I eat it, if, right. Right. You, right, when right, cooking, you right. never say a bracha. Right. Not when you do the cooking. Right. Only when you do the eating. So the response is, hey, dummy, what does that mean? That you're, you're sitting down and pouring yourself a, a pure glass of olive oil, and you're going to drink it? Uh, is that normally done? Not normally, let's put it that way, right? Not normally, unless you have a fetish for olive oil. So the response question is, it's a simple one. 
What do you mean this whole argument you say borate parades? I can understand the question having to do with wine, where it's borate priagafen and you're drinking the wine, or apple juice, and you're drinking the juice, or orange juice, etc. But shemen, I understand olives, you say borate parades, everybody eats olives. <coughs> but the fruit of the olives as such, the liquid of the olives, the shemen, you say borate priates? When do we drink the shemen? What's the, what's the basis of this whole discussion and the whole argument? You were trying to read things into it, just, just a simple question. If you say the kashate, that you're drinking it as a mishteh, as something to drink, as a liquid, who's seeking? What's lehazik? What's a nezek? Damage. Izuki nezuki means you're going to damage yourself. It's not something healthy to drink a straight good glass of shaman zayed, of pure olive oil. So what does it mean that you're going to say borei priyates, that you're going to drink it? It's not something that's beneficial. All the other drinks that we're going to say borei priyates about, or, or, or with yayin, borei priyagefen, clearly it's something that doesn't hurt you. You're going to drink a full thing, a, a full glass of shaman zayet. It's not a good thing to do. No. Why would you say a bracha or something that, you're, that may be detrimental to your health? Uh, okay, so truma. Okay, so it. Everybody knows what truma is, right? Truma is the gift that you had to give to the kohen. How much did you have to give? What? One ten? No. Yet you had to give. It depends. You were. <coughs> you you gave. If you were Benoni as such, you gave 2%. Okay? You could be a little more generous, you could be a little less generous, but roughly 2% had to go to the Kohen. Even the Levi had to give up his Maser, what's known as Trumat Maser, to the Kohen as well. Kohen didn't own land, and therefore you had to give him an approximation of roughly 2%. An approximation. Okay? When it came to Maser, you had to be more careful. So, you, normally... When, when I, if I give it, well, Michael's here, if I gave my truma to Michael, what happens to it? Who can eat it? Michael and his family and that's it. It's considered to be Kodesh. I cannot eat it. I can't do anything. If I do something with it, then you have the concept of mi'ila, which we studied once before. It's trespassing. I'm now do, making something kol, profane, which is now kod, which was Kodesh. I'm not allowed to do that. I'm not allowed to do that. So, Hashoteh Shemen Shel Truma. I have Shemen, I produce Shemen oil that's Truma that I'm going to give to Michael for presumably for his cooking or whatever he's going to do with it. You're reading, so I decided to give it to you. You know? When I need a Lee, I give it to Larry, you know. <laughs> so the two of you will split it, that's fine. I get to eat it too. So at that point, I'm now making it something which is not available to me. In the last case, Mishalemita Karen. The Karen is the principal. I have to pay the, the principal. The Eno Mishalemita Chomesh. A Chomesh is a. Fifth, it's a knas, it's a fine. The same thing as if I wanted, to, if I was in northern part of Israel, and I needed to, to give a maser, maser sheni, maser something, and it needed to go to Jerusalem, and instead what I wanted to do was redeem it there, and then take the proceeds to Jerusalem. I would redeem it for its worth and add a fifth, because I'm not using that thing. It was known as a fine. It's a knas. So in this case, normally, if I'm taking something which is truma and it doesn't belong to me, not only do I have to pay for it, to pay the, to the principal, meaning to the temple, but I'm also fine because I did something inappropriately. So what does it say here? Hashoteh 
Shemen shel truma, if you're going to drink for some reason, whatever, okay? Shemen shel truma, mishalemet akeren, I pray the principal, but I don't pay the fine. I don't pay the fifth. Well, however, but hasach shemen. What is hasach shemen? Nisuch, a libation. Nisachim. You read it all the time and part of the part of the korbanot. Okay, lasuch shemen is to pour shemen. Okay, okay, oil, oil. Okay, so. It it means it it could be anointing, but doesn't have to be anointing, right? Hasach shem and shel truma, which means I'm using it. It doesn't belong to me; it belongs to the kohen. But I'm using it for the purpose of cooking, anointing, pouring at an altar, whatever the case may be. Mishalem et akaren and the chomesh. All right. So one would think that its use in a certain kind of way means that that's appropriate why don't I in some reason have to do it when I drink it because that's not considered to be something that I'm doing something for my own hana'ah for my own benefit because ultimately what's what will happen if you drink a lot of shemen won't be good for your body it won't be good for your body and therefore, I don't have to pay the fine for something that ultimately I'm really getting not only no benefit from, but I'm actually may do some damage to my body. Okay, that's the detanya. That's the proof of it. When you use the word maser, that's not a tenth. A tenth is a maser, sure. Oh, so. Uh, but that went to the levy. This is this goes to the kohen. Oh, this goes to the ice. The truma goes to the kohen. The the maser went to the levy. Okay. So, Ella. Okay, what did he want to do? He wanted to eat it the way you would normally do so. Dip the bread in it. Okay, as you know, you go to restaurants today, what do they give you? Right, you get, it's exactly the concept. Put the olive oil there, and you're dipping the bread in it. You're not drinking the olive oil. You don't take that and then pour it into a glass, at least. I don't, I don't know about you, but you don't pour it into a glass and then drink it. So ultimately then, what we have here proof so far is this whole question of, what do you mean you say Borei Priya eats when you drink olive oil? It's damaging to you, nobody really does it, and I even have a source which says that you're not even fine if you drink it, because it's not, it's not something that's normal. It's not a beneficial thing. It's not something that you would try to do under most cases. Okay? So Rashi even says, Inadvertently. Nobody would do it. Okay? Purposely. You have something on the, on the counter, you don't, it looks like apple juice or whatever, and you drink it. Okay? So... We're, we're, we're left here with still the same question. We come now to a little bit of a, an aside here. You're now saying the al aliyadei pat. Okay, you've been on your, on your you, you've gone to the restaurant and they bring you the bread and they put, you know, a little bit of olive oil onto the plate. What bracha do you say? Motzi. Why? That's the, that's the primary thing, and that's what it's going to suggest. What do you mean you say Borei Priyates? You don't say Borei Priyates under those kind of cases. Right? There's an Ikar and a Tafel. There is a, a something which is the prime and something which is the minor. What's the prime thing you're eating? You go to wash your hands and say, because you're going to do mozi. You want to drop, dip it in, in the oil, you dip it in the oil. But the key, key, the prime thing you're eating, of course, is the bread. And that's what they come back to. What do you mean you say this whole thing has to do with the blessing of Borei Priyaits with regard to olive oil? If I'm, drink, if I'm not drinking it, but I'm dipping the bread in it, I don't say Borei Priyaits. I say I'm mostly left in Arts because I'm eating the bread. And this is simply a 
you know, to make it more delectable, more you know, more tasty, whatever the case may be. But clearly, the main thing is the bread. Utnan. We have a cloud, and which is again, you you just told me before that everything which is the ikar, the main thing, the imot vela, and the with it is something which is not as important. Okay? Anything you dip in, okay, it's the food itself. The other one is simply what we call a condiment. You don't say the bracha on the condiment. You say it on the main thing you're eating. And under those conditions, we're back to the same thing. We said before, you said borei priyates. What do you say borei priyates? Do you drink the wine? Do you drink the oil? Response is, no, you don't. It's not good for you. And I have a source which says to regard the truma, that it, you don't even have to pay the fine. Well, what it means is dipping the, the pot, the, the bread in it. Response of the Talmud is, what do you mean dipping the bread in? It's got nothing to do with borei priyates. It's the bread which is the ikar. The other one is merely a condiment. Make it tasty for me. So clearly I'm going to say Mahamotzi Lechem in Aretz. I'm not going to say Borei Priyaitz. We're back to the same spot. Okay? Everybody got it? Okay. Ella. Anigron. Okay. We're now going to deal with some Greek terms. It's something that is mixed with oil. I don't know how to do. What do they translate it as? Wine. 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 Okay. Yain mu rab according to the Steins I'm not a big drinker, but there's a drink called a Negroni, so I wonder if it comes from similar. All right. Okay. Okay. Rashi says a Negron is min ma'achalhu v'notnim letocho shemen, some sort of food stuff in which you pour in. Wa- the oil, okay. Well, but again, you're, you, what, what, if, if you do, you don't drink that on its own. The main is a salad. You don't say it over the salad dressing, okay. So this this is something that they they must have eaten, must have been a delicacy of some sort in which they really pour the whole meal itself was, or the major part of the meal was some sort of of uh, either. Yain Murab B'Shemen, or Rashi takes it as some sort of food stuff that, that you throw in the, the Shemen. De Amar. De Amar Rabbah Bar Shmuel. Ani Gron, Mar de Silka. Ansi Gron. Okay, so they're now giving us terms of foodstuffs that I don't really know. Okay, and they, they don't really, okay? So, and. What? I don't know. My, okay, so, Anigron Maya de Silka. So Rashi says, Maim Sheshalku Bahen Tredin. What's Tredin? Tredin. It's a vegetable. Okay? Yeah. I think it's spinach. I think it's what it's spinach. At least it's what it is today. I don't know if it was then too. That's why I said some sort of vegetable. Okay? And you, in a sense, mixed it up. You're using the oil to mix up uh, the, the, the thing. Okay? What? We're here on this Asika Rome, meaning wine vinegar into which small fish and various other food items are mixed. Right. Which makes sense. Shaluk is right. Shaluk means to mix up. Yeah, but it but it means it's mixed up to all together kind of thing. Aniskon, aniskron, Maya, the that it's all mixed up. Everything is thrown in. Okay, everything is called in. Rashi says, Kol yerek shaluk. All kinds of boiled and, and things put together. All right. So this is what. Remember what they've said. They've already said that whatever this food stuff is, the kashatele ayade anigron. Okay, that you drink it through this this food stuff. That, that, and it says the Rabbah Bar Shmuel says this is what anigron is, and this is one anisgron is. But I still have a problem. 
What's the ikar and what's the tafel? Presumably, not the shemen. The shemen isn't the ikar, presumably. It's mixed with other things. Okay, so they they come back and say, You can't have a layout and grow on ikar v'shem and tafel. Same same point. What does that solve? Whatever this food stuff is, the shemen is mixed into it. It's not the main thing. And the principle again replies: If you have the main thing and then a minor thing, what do you say the brachan? The main thing. So we still are no place. When would you ever say? when you're drinking she- when you're having shemen it's not the main thing you mix it up you, when you mix it up with salad dressing or whatever other things you're having the salad you don't drink the salad dressing on its own whatever the case may be okay whatever the case may be the shemen is the tafel it's to add to the seasoning or it's to add to the spice or it's to add to the taste but it's clearly it's, you're not going to drink the shemen on its own so when would you the whole they're really saying all of this has to what do you mean you say we're concerned about saying borate for eights on the shemen when could that ever occur because it would have to be the ikar it would have to be the main part of the food stuff or the drink or whatever the case may be and we've had it so far that wherever you have it it's the tafel it is not the major part but the minor part and therefore what the heck are you concerned about all this stuff yeah, for? when you take the tablespoon of castor oil. We'll see about that in a moment. A bigrono, meaning he has a throat. He has, his throat hurts. His throat hurts. Okay? And therefore, presumably, you want to take some sort of medicine. And the question now becomes... You say a bracha when you take medicine. You, you're giving me the answer already. You, okay. you know that that that's the, the now we know choshesh bigorano means he has a his, his throat hurts. Don't you make a bracha over the liquid that you're taking it with? Let's see what we got. Don't don't worry. Why does everybody jump to an answer already? Hmm? Okay. So the, you're taking med. It's now choshesh bigorano. You're going to have it. Ditanya. Okay, so if your throat hurts on Shabbos, lo yarenu means don't mix it up, don't put it all together. Don't put whatever you're going to have together with shemen on Shabbat. Aval. Ah, but you can pour a lot of the oil into this mixture, and you can swallow it. Why? Because you're not you're not making it special for this. You're making it as part of the food stuff that you're going to eat. And since you know what it says, notain shemen harbe. And then what does it mean? Notain shemen harbe means what now becomes. The, the ikar, the shemen. If the shemen becomes the ikar, the main thing, that's a case where I may have to say bore pre eights having to do with shemen, even with anigron, whatever this food stuff, this mixture may be. Okay, we'll we'll come back to the food stuff for medicine on Shabbat in a moment. Shita. Right? Meaning, simple. it's simple. There's no no real problem. You have now again a, a terminus technicus. They basically say here. Many times the Talmud would say is they give an answer. And they say pshita. I mean, everybody knows that. Mahuditema. I could have thought X, Y, and Z. Therefore, it's not so pashut, and that's why I had to say it. That's why I had to record it. That's why I had to put it in the edition. And that's what you have right here. The response, this is, the, this is known as the Stama, this is the, the Talmud itself, it's, edit, it's editor's writing. Pshita, of course that's the case. Mahu detema, I could have thought. Kevan 
I could have thought, Kevan Dilarifua, why is he putting the Shemin into the Anigron? Medicine. Because, as medicine. You don't say you don't say a bracha on medicine. Okay? You don't say the bracha on medicine because it's for the healing process. You're not doing it for Hana'ah. You're not doing it because you want to feel better. You're not doing it because you want to taste it. You are doing it because you want to feel better. And therefore you don't have to say a bracha. Ka mashmalan, it teaches us. That within a nigron, that you're not simply doing it for medicine, you're putting it into food stuff. You're not simply having the oil. You're putting it into something that you're going to eat. You would think, therefore, that you would have to say the bracha. Kamashmalan to eat that it has to teach us. So, if you'll notice, then what this is a way the Talmud works, and then we'll come back to the concept. It says this kind of thing. Pshita, simple. Well, I would have known that. Mahu detema. I could have thought because it was meant for rifua, and normally when it comes to rifua, I don't have to say a bracha. Kamashmalan. It comes to teach us that because there is hanaa, and what's the hanaa in this case? I'm eating the anigron. That already is foodstuffs. I have to say a bracha. So why is it now that what we go back to? This isn't so pashut. I needed this to be able, I needed to say this so that I could learn that if you pour a lot of shemen into the anigron, then I have to say a bracha. Because the shemen is now the ikar, the anigron is really the tafel, but I'm still gaining benefit of eating the anigron. I'm not just having the shemen. Okay? So, so if, you, if, you, if you look at Steinsalz for just a moment, about two, uh, two lines down from the, those, the, the um, big lines, it says, Yarenu b'shemen, a priori, you don't take medicine on Shabbat unless it's prescribed by a doctor and it's essential. On a normal basis, according to the halacha, you don't take you don't take really okay unless it's something that has to do with life-saving kinds of things. Okay, but you can pour more shemen, more oil than normal, into an anigron and swallow it. And because now the ikar is the shemen and the tafel is the anigron, under these kind of conditions, you're really doing it not only for the purpose of medicine, but you're doing it to take away the taste, you're choking for the food and everything, then you have to say it. So, if you take medicine and it tells you you have to eat something with it, as many medicines do, you say the bracha over what you eat? Yes, because you're getting hana'ah from it. You're getting benefit, you're eating something. You don't say it over the medicine itself. But if you're getting benefit, if you make a bracha because you're getting benefit over the food, aren't you also getting benefit over the medicine? No, because the medicine is only to, ser to, to serve the need of, of, of healing you. You're not gaining, you're, you're, you're doing it because you have no choice. You don't, you, when you take an aspirin in the morning, you say a bracha? Of course not. If I take it with my orange juice, I don't. If you take, if you drink your orange juice, it's a different story. Right? You're doing it over the orange juice. You're doing it over the orange juice. You're saying, right? over the orange juice. You're not doing it over the pills that you take. Can you imagine, though? You know, I, all these things. You know, as people unfortunately take 16 pills at the same time. Many people. Uh, what bracha do you say? And when do I say it? And do I say it over 16 times before you know it? It's a half an hour, and I'm looking. I'm figuring out what to do. And you think it takes long to get ready in the morning? Just to, the response is, you don't. Now, if you're going to take water afterwards. That's a different story. That's already Hana'ah. 
but the medicine itself you don't. Okay? And again, lechatchila, a priori, you don't take, unless it's doctor's prescriptions, you don't take medicine on Shabbat. Ab initio lechatchila, at a priori, from the beginning. What? You say bracha on water? Of course you do. Shekol niyavid varo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're drinking it. Absolutely, absolutely. Water. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I won't even touch that one. Why don't they really get here on the tape? Don't worry. Vitamins, which aren't medicine, which isn't prescribed, but they're dietary supplement kind of thing. What about them? What? Do you say a bracha on Shabbat on them? No, no, no. no. The questions you say them on Shabbat, and you say a bracha are two separate questions. Right. Okay. Okay. So I take vitamins in the morning. I don't take them on Shabbat. Okay. They're not essential. They're not essential. Okay, if I have to take something, thankfully I don't, but if I take something that the doctor prescribes as such, that's a different story. But vitamins are not are, are, are supplements in most cases. And again, unless a doctor tells you you have to take X, which, which you could at least then say that the do- I'm under doctor's prescription. Yeah. What if you have a bad headache? <laughs> what if? Drink a cup of coffee. The, the answer the. The answer, the, the, the answer to that is it depends on the pain level. I mean, you know, nobody's going to say that you have to live through a pain level that's 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 um, intolerable. Okay, but lechatchila abanicio, you try not to as as much as possible on Shabbat to deal with rifuah. Yeah, and part of this stems from the fact it wasn't so long ago. How did how did they? We didn't have pills. What did they used to do? Used to go to the apothecary, and they used to grind everything up. Right? Not that long ago did that occur. Right? Yeah. Rarely today do you see it. But you know, pharmacists—they all had their apothecary, their tools, as such. And so, grinding clearly on Shabbat was not something that you did. Today, it's you know. You order something within a half an hour, it's ready. You pick it up. You got a little pill, and again, when you look at the at the formation of history, it's very recent. It's very recent. You know what what pharmacists used to do? They, and now they count pills. They don't even count them. They put them in a counter, and that's it. It used to be a major work. Right? When I was a teenager, I worked for a while in the pharmacy when they were still doing those kinds of things. And when you ordered something, when they ordered something. Come back in a few hours because I got to make make that stuff today. is so, you know very different. The word shaluk, I forgot. It's a Hebrew word for boiled. Boiled, right? Right, right. So it means all mixed together and, and cooked together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have it in the Mishnah too. You you, you have to have roasted meat for for the uh, Pesach uh, korban and not shaluk. Sorry? No, it says in the Torah. You have to, you can't boil. Right, 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 right. I'm sorry. All right, so, uh, so what, what are we left with? If the Shemen is an Ikar, and we have a case where that's possible, then the whole question of what do you, what bracha do you say, and therefore the whole section before is you say Borei Priyayitz. Because otherwise, if the Shemen is the Tafel, you never would say the bracha over it. And it only has to do with not cooking, it has to do with the eating or the drinking. We now have a case. Doesn't occur too often. None of you have had any grown as far as I know. But we have a case, at least in the Talmudic lore, where the Shemin became the Ikar, when someone was ill on Shabbat, and the question came up, the Klotzkasha, well, what bracha do I say? And the response eventually was, Borei Praetz. And that was, therefore, that led to that whole argument up above having to do with how come Shemin is so important I still say Borei Priyayetz and Yayin is so important I say Borei Priyagefen and not Borei Priyayetz Ainis now had that was the whole issue of the Gufa because they were puzzled by the whole argument Shemin you don't just sit in there and drink 
Okay. Okay. And a little bit of whiskey, or a lot of whiskey. Well, that's good. Okay. See, if you look back at look down for those who have it in the Oracha Halacha, you can read, read the first couple, Michael. Oyani Gron. Whatever this Anigron is, when you mix oil into it, the Anigron is the major thing, and you say Shahakol. Okay, you know, don't worry about pork braids. What you're eating is there. Abat. But if you're going to drink it now or eat it, whatever it is, for medicinal purposes, that's our case. And then the shemen is the ikar, because you're going to have more shemen than whatever else you have in there. And now I have to say, that's the one case. And then look at the other one. The top of the page, Hashem Bigrono. Okay, in other words, if, if your throat hurts, don't keep Shemin and literally gargle it in your throat. Ach. Yeah, our air means, means to mix up. Ach, Mutar, Lassim Shemin, Anigron. Mean hug. That's, easy, that's an easy word. <laughs> but you can put the shaman into the anigron if that's the normal way of medicine, and that's the way it's doing it. Okay? Don't keep it in your mouth and uh, and gargle it as such. So we're now going to get to another section. What happens when you're going to eat something that isn't good for you? Do you say a bracha or not? Okay. Sometimes you're extremely hungry, and you find something. Okay, do you say a bracha if you know that it's really it could be detrimental to your health? Okay, we clearly know that if it's going to be lahana'a for your benefit, you have to give thanks to God. But now we're going to deal with a couple of things where it's not so clear whether it's to your benefit. And the question becomes, do I have to say a bracha? And if I do, what bracha do I say? But it may not be good for your stomach, you know? Depends what you call benefit in this case. That, 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 that may be, but on the other hand, it can make you sick. So, yeah. What does the Gemara say about cooking with wine? If you do, does that... Is that a, a Again, there's an ikar and a tafel. There's an ikar and a tafel. That's that's the principle at all times. So if you you know if you uh, um, take, uh, you know a cholent, okay, you throw everything in in the kitchen sink, as they say, right? You throw everything in. What the question is? What is the major thing in that mixture? In order to say the bracha, okay? But you, it may be meat, but you have a lot of vegetables in there. So the question is, what's the ikar and what's the tafel? So it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. The, the, this, the principle they've given us is the major principle having to do with, you know, you know with this, with this stuff. You know, you you watch kids having French fries or something, and they throw ketchup on the plate, and you wonder whether eating the French fries are really the ketchup, right? But the ikar presumably is the French fries. If you eat bread, then you don't have to worry about what's. Okay, so. <laughs> it, 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 Right? So it's really the ikar and the tafel in all cases. The yayin would be a tafel. <clears throat> now, if you're going to drink the wine by itself, it's a different story. That's a different story. Or while you're, while you're cooking. Right. Right. That's <laughs> Spoken like what? No. <laughs> Anybody else? You ready to go further? Okay. Kimcha dechite. Okay. So it's kemach of wheat. Not the. Okay. It's wheat flour. Rabbi Yehuda Amar, Mori Puhadamah, 
Okay, so it's Kimcha Dechite. Okay, it's the flour itself. It's not made into bread yet. We know if it's made into bread, you say, Amotzi Lechiminaharetz. This already is the Kimcha, the Kemach. Okay, what do I say? Rav Yehuda says, Bore Priya Adama. Huh? Exactly. This is what it's saying, you know? It's like it, like it's like eating there was just an article last week and I showed it to my daughter Shira when I was with her, because she used to eat cookie dough. Okay? What do you say to cookie dough? Is it Boremi Mezanot? Which you would say if it's a it's a cookie? Or do you say shakol? Well, this fi and they finally said in the in the article that it's not good for you, so it's a whole different thing. Yeah, right. No, there was a whole question. Right, that's what the article was all about. The New York Times. So, but there's an example. So you're you're you know you're you're making the bread and the kimcha is there. You're hungry. Okay. Eat the flour. Yeah. So the question is: Borei priyadamar shakol niyad bivaro. Okay. Okay. Don't disagree as such with Rabbi Yehuda. The Rabbi Yochanan Ushmuel Kaime Kavate. That Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel hold the same views that he does. How do we know? We're back to our old friend. Okay, so. The reason there's a period. Alma, therefore. Okay, we have Shem and Zayav Rachim Al-Borei Priates, which takes us back to what we did. Alma, therefore, Afalgav de Ishtane, even though it has changed from a Zayat, from an olive, to something which is a liquid, right? Bimiltekai, it's really the same thing. Okay? Then the Bracha stays the same. Hanami, here also, Afagav de Ishtani, the flower has changed from its original thing, right? It really was wheat at the beginning, now it's been ground into flour. Bimilte Dekai, you say the same bracha. So, what they show here is, Rav Yehuda said, Bore Priyadama. If you were to eat a wheat stalk, what would you say? Yuck. Bore Priyadama. Okay? The question now becomes, you've now ground it into flour. You say the same bracha or not? That's the question. Rav Yehuda says, you say the same bracha. Rav Nachman says, no, it's something new. It's not only growing in the ground. It's been created of something new. Therefore, I need a new bracha. It's not yet bread. It's an intermediate. And an intermediate, it's not borei priyadamad shakol niyad Rav, Rav says to Rav Nachman, don't disagree with Rav Yehuda, because I have a proof that with the same concept. And he brings this concept from Rabbi Yochanan and Shmuel, where it says, Shem and Zayat, the olive oil, even though the olive was Borepriyaitz, when I drink its whatever, with its juice, I still say the same thing, even though it's in a new state. So, Rav, Nach, Rav Yehuda says, though I could eat, if I really wanted to, the wheat stock, and would say, Borea Priyadama, if I'm now going to change it into another state, which is the flower, I would still say the same bracha. The principle would be the same, therefore they say, we really follow Rav, Nach, Rav Yehuda in this case. The response is, me, no, now you can read it. Me, dummy. Is it really the same thing? Haim dome. Is it really the same category of and concept? Okay. 
Okay, so Hatam over there, which is the Shemen Zayat, Lake Ilui Achrina. Once you have the Shemen Zayat, once you have the olive oil, that's the produce. That's not an intermediate step. Then can't you don't go further than that? You don't make it better, literally Ilui. Okay, you don't make it better after that. Well, on the other hand, Hacha. In our case, with regard to the flour of the wheat, there is something that you would continue to make, which is even better, and that is pot. That's bread. So it's not exactly. In other words, what they tried to show, that ultimately the kemach is only an intermediate state. It's not the same thing as being the final state, like the shemen, and therefore, I don't know that it's necessarily I have to follow Rav Yehuda in this case, because the same kind of logic doesn't apply. The logic having to do with Shem and Zayat is, that's, what you, that's the only thing you can produce. You don't produce anything after that. But the logic here is, I have an intermediate case. The wheat has been created into flour, but there's still something else. So maybe, I should say Shachol in this case. Because it's not the final product. Hmm. Yeah. The same case with grapes and wine. Do you have a different lesson for grapes? No. no the, 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 the question with grapes is: you say Borei Priyagafen. Okay, you can look back on your sheets that I gave you right from the first case. In most cases, you say Borei Priyagafen. Well, there's a question of whether you say Borei Priyagafen on, on, on the grain, but normally it's Geffen because it grows on a on a vine in this case. Well, isn't that why the parallel between olives and the grapes and the wine is different? Because one grows on a vine and one grows on a tree? No, no, no that's not the... the, the again, the, the, vine, the question is whether something... What do you say on tomatoes? Does tomatoes grow on a vine? Yeah. And what do you say? Dore priyadama. Okay, so... Maybe it depends on, on what kind of... How they categorized it, if you will, more than anything else. Huh? Yeah, but you say, but you don't say boreipriaits on, on on it. Our category is boreipriadama because they grow on a vine. That's the category that you mean a fruit or vegetable. But in, in halakhic terms, you say boreipriadama on a on a, on a, on a tomato. Thank you. All right. So again, that, if nothing else, what you see here is. They're really trying. They're they're trying to categorize things, and halacha works in categories. If you don't know anything, you say shakol niyavivaro, fine. But if you know something about what's produced, you're supposed to say the right bracha. What happens if it's not the final product? What bracha do you say? So, from their point of view, and if you go into certain circles of, of Jewish life today, it is not something that you take frivolously. You have to say the right bracha. And as I said once before, in, in many of the, you know, the real Orthodox schools, they have bracha bees. Not spelling bees, but bracha bees. What do you say under certain circumstances? So you know what the proper bracha is. Okay? We teach our kids right in the preschool, you know, the easy stuff too, borei preis, borei piyadama, for sure, Amotzi Lechem and Aretz and Borei But you have all kinds of things that are not as critical. So a tomato, gee, it's called a fruit, shouldn't I say Borei Priyayetz? The Lacha says, no, you say Borei Priyadama. Okay? So, again, categories become very important, and in terms of the nature of Brachot, because what happens if you, presumably, you say the wrong Bracha? Hmm? You're taking God's name in vain. It's a brachalavatala. You're using God's name, right? Well, if you're going to use God's name, use it properly. You take a brachalavatala. It's not an appropriate bracha. What happens at that point is between you and the Kodesh Baruch That I don't. You know, but you, you want to you want to say the appropriate bracha at all times. That makes sense to me because you're using God's name, Baruch Hashem. Using God's names, get it right. They're basically saying. And if you're not sure what it is, say shakol. You can't go wrong. When you're 
and then you're going to say a blessing over bread? No, once you say bread, you don't say it over anything else. So, so yes, you should have bread before you have anything else. Then. That is one way to do it. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Once you say a mosi, you don't have to say it. There's some will say it if they have fruit at the end over a dessert because that's not really part of the meal. It's a separate thing. You know, dessert is not the meal itself. It's it's an addition. So you, you can say borei mizanot if you're having cake, or borei priyates or whatever you're having a fruit, whatever the case may be. Okay, we talked about last year. Remember, we had wine after the meal. Whether you say borei priyagap or not, because it's not really part of the meal. Okay, once the meal's finished, it's finished. Okay, clearly, a, 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 if you're bringing out salad, that's part of the meal. You don't have to say. So yes, that's that's why the a, a, the motz, the birkat motzi, there is no daha motzi, which everybody of course says, um, is the one that really classifies and gives you a category that you don't say anything afterwards. And yes, so if you want to be careful about it, say have a little piece of bread, say hamotzi, and birkat hamazon at the end. And here again, you recall last year I took I brought you Rabbi Pamela Barmesh's chuva. What happens if you don't? Do you have to do that? Do you still set motzi over other the grains? And you say, is it kviat suda? Is it the fact that you've actually had a suda? Do you say brikat amazon and everything else too? So the safest way, yes, have a piece of bread beforehand, and then you don't have to worry about it. Okay. Chakol, read it. You know that says Akveshen mark. Okay, all right. So, and is that really the case? And if there is something which is Iluya Chronia, meaning a final product, a better product, Loma Varchinan Borei Priyadama, you don't say Borei Priyadama, but only Chakol. Does that mean we really have to follow Rav Nachman? Is that really the case? Baha? Not Rabbi Shmuel, just Shmuel. I mean, I'm a muckery here, you know? <laughs> okay, Akara. Kara is some sort of vegetable, some sort of gourd, right? Edible, edible. Okay, yeah. It says edible. Yeah, well, right, it's something which is a gourd, which is something, it's something which is eaten. Some sort of squash, some sort of gourd, some, that kind of thing, okay? No, this doesn't look like a pumpkin. No, it's not a pumpkin. It's not a pumpkin. Kara chaya. Okay, okay, kara chaya seems to be, I don't know, some sort of, of, of vegetable as such. Okay, uh, uh, some sort of gourd, a living gourd as such. I mean, it's not cooked more than anything else. That's what it really means. Right, it's raw. Okay, which normally, would you eat a gourd raw? No. No. Would you eat a gourd food? Okay. All right. What this is? Barley. Okay. Barley flour. Now, I don't know the difference between, I mean, I know the difference between barley and wheat, but I don't know the difference between barley flour and wheat flour. But apparently, as you'll see, barley flour is not supposed to be good for you. Well, I'll take their word for it unless you know differently. Does that mean raw or cooked? It's the flour. It's all we're talking about is the flour, no? Same as we're having the wheat flour before. Okay? You say, my love, the chite borei priyadama. Maybe it should be like Rav Yehuda, who said, like the intermediate part of the flower of chitim of wheat, and say borei priyadama. Lo, lo, lo. The No, no. That means the answer is since we say it with karachai and. Kimcha desare, bo To tell you the truth, that was what also we should say with Kimcha de Chite. And follow instead Rav Nachman. We have a case, okay, so they were trying to prove why I say Borei Priyadama. They now say I have what, what I think is an equivalent case with something which is raw 
in something which is in, in, in intermediate, barley, wheat, barley, flour, and I say shakol, well, to tell you the truth, wouldn't it make sense with the same thing with wheat flour to say shahakol and not follow Rav Yehud as we thought originally, but follow Rav Nachman? Right. Is that right? Right. Aha. So, it. What I would think would that be the case? All right. Wheat and barley. What do we have more of? Wheat. If in most areas. In most places, that we have more wheat in general. Okay. Okay. In general, you have more wheat. So, if I would say, if it would seem to me, they say, if you say with heating. How much the more so with something which you don't eat as much as it frequent and it isn't as important? You would say it also with barley flour. That's what would make sense to me. The fact that we have a disagreement above which says either shakol or barepri adama, and we bring this whole thing with kimcha desare, with, with barley flour, it's, and, and now say we should go back to the above to kimcha. Wait a minute, that's like going from the tafel to the ikar. That's like going from the minor to the major. The major is the wheat flour. So I would have thought if it would have been shakol, you would really want to think it logically. Wheat flour, of course also barley flour. But it doesn't say that. Okay. This is another terminus technus. I could have thought it teaches us that that's not the case and therefore I needed this teaching. That's okay. That has to do with wheat. Okay? With wheat flour. I don't even have to say a blessing at all, because how many times are you going to eat barley flour? Good question. How many times are you going to eat wheat flour? Exactly. You were the one who said before to me, if you're really hungry and, you're, and you have to eat something, were you the one who said that, I believe? I remember something like that. Uh-huh. So you're in the mill, okay, and you're grinding this stuff, okay, and you're hungry. What do you do? You put out your hand and go... You could at least. I'm not saying you would. Okay, but you're the one who said it to me. <laughs> All right. So they they're basically saying here since chitim is is so popular is most of the stuff we have is from wheat. We thought that it would be you should learn wheat from barley. Or okay, doesn't make sense. I can learn should learn barley from wheat. Also, maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe it's just chitim you say it and barley you don't say it at all. Kamashmalan that even that for barley you say and that's where they stop this particular concept at this point. Okay. Does that apply to all kinds of flour, like flour and flour? It would be the same kind of concepts. Yeah, it would be the same. It's an intermediate thing. It's not the final product. The question is, what bracha are you saying? So let's just do. Let's finish off with the. Um, the, the last two, the, the in the Oracha uh, Halacha, this third and the fourth one, Kemachitim and Kemachsorim. So that's the final thing. If you're going to eat it, you don't say Borei Priyadama, you say Shehakol. If you're going to eat wheat flour, you say Shehakol. What Zamit? We're not up to Zamit, we'll do that next week. Until that time, you can look it up. Because normally you don't eat flour. It's not something that you're going to throw Okay? And from the continuing part of the, the mission of the sugi of the paragraphs we've seen, it looks like that's where the Talmud comes down, that you say Shehakur. Kemach 
Dalat. Dalat is a gourd. Mm-hmm. Now it's pumpkin, but it's is a pumpkin a gourd? Yep. Okay, so now you know what to say over pumpkin, right? So at least in this case, Kemach Seorim, the Chain Dalat Chaya, a living, meaning raw. Okay, then you say it, Shehakol. We'll stop there for today. What do you say over pumpkin pie? What do you say over pumpkin pie? What's the primary thing? You would say, you would say,